welcome to episode 11 of My Awakened Life podcast. I'm Johanna Fairmond, and in this episode, I'm talking about how to heal yourself from that awful feeling of shame, specifically the kind of shame that is unwarranted and brought on without any real cause. I'm also going to talk about how you may have developed this sensitivity to shame feelings, the three different types of shame with my own personal examples. And finally, I'll give you some steps that you can take to eliminate these feelings on your own without having to write about them, talk to someone about them, or use positive thinking. Now you may be asking yourself, what is shame? Is it the same as feeling guilt? These are two different emotions. I want you to think about a time when you deliberately did something wrong in the past. Maybe you took something that wasn't yours, or you didn't tell the truth. In these cases, what you would feel is guilt over something that you did. Shame, on the other hand, is what you feel when you feel as though there is something inherently wrong with you. Not just that you've done something that's wrong. Shame is the feeling that for some reason, you just don't measure up to expectations. You're not worthy of love and acceptance. It is a deeply painful feeling. So why would we ever feel something so horrible when it's uncalled for? Basically, what we're experiencing is an emotional reaction or old pattern that's been wired into the subconscious part of the brain called the limbic system. It's a part of the brain that's built for survival to protect us from injury and pain. So it's constantly trying to determine the level of threat in our environment at any time. This is where most of our behavioral and emotional reactions are held. These patterns are there for efficiency, so we don't have to think when there's a perceived danger. So we react to this and that situation like a machine. In the case of feeling shame without a cause, it's as though our machines have been calibrated incorrectly to be overly sensitive, and nothing has been done to correct this. Unless we can observe ourselves, we aren't even aware of these reactions until after they occur. And much of the time, we live our lives on autopilot. Your subconscious mind is a powerful influencer. It influences your judgments, decisions, and reasons for your behavior. If this doesn't seem right, just ask yourself, how many judgments and decisions have you made recently through a conscious effort? And have you ever tried tandem skydiving? I have. And even with my strongest conscious intention, it was extremely difficult for me to let go of the plane. Although this was more than 10 years ago, I still have a vivid memory of staring at my hand gripping the plane and telling it in my mind to just let go. But my behavior did not easily follow 
this conscious instruction. Use your attention to try to observe your thoughts, emotions, and behavior for just one day. This will allow you to begin to understand the machine in which we all inhabit and how much of the time you are actually in auto mode, completely unaware of what you're doing. For some of us, this feeling of shame or being unworthy of love and acceptance was introduced at a very young age. We learned to feel shame in response to not meeting some expectation. Our parents, teachers, and caretakers shamed us into behaving the way they wanted us to. And it was an extremely effective means of control for them. There are three basic types of shame, and I'll give you examples of all three credited to my own mother. The first example is related to the type of shame which attacks the attributes of a person's character. Some examples of character shaming were when I was told or asked how could I be so selfish, so lazy, or so stupid. The second example relates to a behavior that doesn't meet an expectation. For me to trigger this, it could be as simple as unknowingly having a training bra strap showing when I was 11 years old. Upon leaving one morning for the school bus, I was told that I looked like a slut. The third example is body shaming. One example of this is when my mother would tell me my legs were so skinny they looked like chicken legs. Unfortunately, comments like these are not unique among narcissistic or controlling parents. So how does a young child react to shaming? Some of us might look down, our face turns red, our throat tightens, our jaw clenches, or maybe our body stiffens with pain as we cry. But we learn to take the abuse to survive. At the time, we feel unlovable and worthless, but we survive which is what the subconscious mind is programmed for. The adults are more powerful, and they get the controlled behavior they want the child to exhibit. Unfortunately, it only takes a few repetitions of any type of fearful memories to form hidden patterns of behavior deep within our subconscious mind. Each of us inhabits a highly effective survival machine. I wish I'd understood the motivation for character shaming at a younger age, so maybe I wouldn't have taken it to heart. It isn't just to control. You see, the insight I had much later on as an adult was that my mother's angry words were simply a reflection of what she didn't like about herself. It wasn't about me. For instance, she saw herself as selfish, stupid, and lazy. So she punished me for being a reminder 
of her own shortcomings. Remember that one of the motivations behind destructive criticisms is because you remind the criticizer of something they haven't been able to accept. And for them, it feels good to aim their fury at you instead of at themselves. Later on, this kind of learned shame is felt even when there's no real cause for it. Once again, our machine is calibrated to a higher sensitivity than what is necessary for survival. For example, imagine you're excited about an idea at work. When you tell your colleague, he responds to you by laughing. You don't understand why, but immediately you can feel your face getting hot while you have a sinking feeling of worthlessness followed by negative thoughts that only bring you down further. Then your colleague explains the reason for his laughter, which has nothing to do with you or your idea. His mind had just wandered to something else entirely. What can you do when something triggers a shame response like this? When you recognize this emotion coming on, take some deep breaths. This will calm down your limbic system. Sense how your body feels and place your attention on your heart. Imagine the air going in and coming out of your heart. Without judgment, become curious about how the emotion feels. Try not to judge it at all. Don't use positive thinking to fight it, as that requires judging the emotion as negative. The feeling of shame is just energy, like any other emotion. Imagine that there is a limited amount of this shame energy left in you. And in experiencing it, without reacting with judgment, you deplete it more and more. You can watch how it has less and less energy. Over time, without adding to its energy, it will eventually dissipate into nothingness. You can watch it getting smaller. Think of this as a way of communicating to your limbic system that it needs to recalibrate and lower its threat warning system. You are safe and don't need to feel unnecessary shame anymore. The more you can practice this technique, when you feel any emotional reaction coming on, the more you can undo unnecessary patterns that don't work for you and be conscious of how you choose to respond. I sincerely hope that this episode has brought you some insights and that you'll try the technique I've described with any unwanted emotion. Stay tuned for the next podcast episode where I continue the topic of healing from shame and I'll tell you why it can be safer for you if you don't talk to someone about a past event that is still causing you 
to feel shame. Until then, this is Johanna Faramund wishing you more peace on your Awakened Life journey. Thank <laughs> you.